This is the Cato Diddley Podcast for Monday, December 7th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Well, we don't have hoverboards yet, but driverless cars really aren't that far away. At least they shouldn't be. Cato Institute senior fellow Randall O'Toole, author of the new Cato book, Gridlock, says the only things standing in the way are a whole lot of law, some infrastructure, and a bit of innovation. Driverless cars is actually a wonderful idea because uh, it makes automobile driving a lot safer, it can make it faster, it can make it more energy efficient, and it can greatly relieve congestion. The most significant thing is uh, about half the congestion we put up with is due to uh, people's slow reflexes. And a computer has faster reflexes in people. So when you're in the thick of traffic and the car in front of you slows down, your car will slow down exactly to meet uh, the car in front of you. That means two things. First, a lot of the congestion that happens when these slowdowns pulse through uh, a congested area is going to just go away. And second, cars will be able to uh, drive more closely together, which means we'll be able to fit more cars on the road which means we won't have to build new highways and our existing roads can have three to four times as much capacity as they have today. Uh, so uh, driverless cars means far less congestion and it means safer driving. It seems like if it were to arrive any time in the next 20 years or so that it would come from the ingenuity of manufacturers rather than a set of rules designed by uh, highway bureaucrat. Well, to some degree, we've got a problem, a chicken and the egg problem. Uh, no automobile manufacturer is going to make a driverless car because there's no highway where it's legal to drive them. No state is going to designate a highway for driverless cars because there's no driverless cars to drive on them. And as long as we've got this chicken and the egg problem, there's, there's going to be uh, a long delay before we get driverless cars. And yet we're seeing features of driverless cars appear on the market today. You can get a car today, you can buy a Toyota Prius, you can buy a Lexus or a Mercedes or any a number of other cars that will uh, uh, control their speed for you and maintain a fixed distance between you and the car in front of you. They will steer for you and they will monitor the lines in, on the highway and steer between those lines so that you don't need to steer and they will have collision avoidance. So if you get too close to another car on either side of you, behind you, in front of you, if you try to change lanes and there's a car in the other lane, it will alert you that there's a potential collision and it will even brake or accelerate to avoid that collision. All of these things are appearing in cars today and really to turn them into totally driverless cars would be nothing more than a software upgrade for those cars. So it would be very cheap to do it. Now an older car that doesn't have those features, it'll cost more. But our automobile fleet turns over every 18 years. And the question is, are we going to have a, a driverless car fleet 18 years from now? Or is it going to take 30 or 40 years because of institutional barriers, such as laws that say uh, you can't have a driverless car, or uh, the problems with state agencies not doing the minimum necessary to keep their highways up to par to allow driverless cars. You mentioned state laws. What are the other impediments to uh, getting there? We don't know exactly what is going to be the optimal relationship between the car and the highway. Will the car have all the driverless features built in, or will, be there, will there be some communication with the highway to keep the, the car on track, to keep it from uh, running red lights and things like that? 
So, for example, on city streets, uh, it might be important for cities to install wireless networks at each uh, intersection that signal all the cars in that intersection when it's safe for them to proceed. We can eventually dispense with green and red lights and just have these wireless signals telling cars when to go and they'll go at random instead of th two minutes for one light or one minute for, for, for in one direction, one minute in the other direction. Uh, we don't know what kind of signals are going to need to be sent between the highway and the car. Is it just going to be a matter of the car detecting the stripes? Or will it work a lot better and more safely if we actually put little magnets in the roads, which can be done very cheaply, and the cars will sense the magnets? So uh, it would be great if the car manufacturers got together with the state highway departments and set some standards. And the standards would say, what the car manufacturers need to build to operate on certain kinds of highways, what kinds of highways the, the states need to provide that will enable these cars to operate. And then they can both work together and we can have driverless cars, a completely driverless system, say by 2030, uh, a partially driverless system by 2020. If we, if we don't get together and develop these standards that will require the the work on the part of the states as well as the auto manufacturers, then it's going to be another 10 or 20 years before we get true driverless cars. Is there any state that is uh, taking a serious look at it? Nobody's thinking about this. Nobody. Uh, in, up until 1997, there was a major initiative within the Department of, U.S. Department of Transportation. And they were working with General Motors and a number of other companies, and they actually had a demonstration of driverless cars on a freeway in San Diego. And at the demonstration, the, the Deputy Secretary of Transportation announced that he was killing the program because he didn't think that uh, Americans would ever want to operate driverless cars. So because of the whims of one man, uh, all most research has stopped. The only research now being done is being done by the De Defense Department, which wants to be able to have driverless vehicles in war zones the same way they have uh, uh, unmanned aerial uh, uh, observers and, and predators and things like that. So uh, except for that Defense Department research, nobody at the federal, state, or local level has been thinking about driverless cars. We see auto manufacturers doing some uh, work. Volkswagen is talking about uh, running a driverless car at uh, 100 miles an hour from Colorado Springs to the top of Pikes Peak, uh, just as a demonstration project. But nobody in this country, in, in government, has been thinking about it seriously. Randall O'Toole is a Cato Institute senior fellow and author of the new Cato book, Gridlock. You can get your copy at Cato.org. <laughs>